just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back with the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope your week is going well. Mine's going all right. We're going to talk about some of the heavier issues in this podcast, but I wanted to talk about a smaller story, a story that really doesn't have much bearing on anything for most of us, but might be a warning flag to those Republican folks out there around the country. Texas State Representative Republican Jake Elzey won the Texas special election runoff in the 6th District. Now, he beat Susan Wright, who is the widow of Ron Wright, who held the office. He had cancer and died after contracting COVID. He died. They have to have a special election. She was going to run in his place, and she had a runoff with Jake Elsey, but Jake Elsey won. may not sound that earth-shattering to you, and it's not. But here's the thing to note. You see, Donald Trump supported Susan Wright in this election. Yeah, he was all in on Susan Wright, but Jake Elsey won. Now, people all over this country in the Republican Party are afraid of Donald Trump. They think he can cause their defeat in runoffs or elections. He can primary them. They're scared to death that Donald Trump will do that. And they're dying to have Donald Trump on their side, like Susan Wright. But it didn't work out for Susan Wright. She lost the race in spite of the fact that Donald Trump was backing her completely. Now, why that's a big story, because it might be a warning to Republicans. They still think Donald Trump is all-powerful, their Lord and Savior, and that they need him to back them so they can win an election. But a lot has come out about Donald Trump. A lot more is going to come out about Donald Trump. And as I've said many times, Donald Trump is going to be a liability eventually. And when these Republicans finally realize that he's a liability, they're going to throw him away. They're going to act like they don't know him because that's how politicians are. They're only concerned about what's good for them and what can benefit them. And even though Donald Trump is their Lord and Savior now, if he's no good to them, well, he doesn't exist. Now, this could be a sign of things to come. And if it is, you can bet the Republicans are looking at this and saying, oh, shit, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we don't have to side with Donald Trump. It's just a little crack in the armor at this point, but it's an interesting story nonetheless. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out come 2022, if in fact Donald Trump will have an impact on the election or people will just be tired of the bullshit, the criminality, and leave him by the wayside. Susan Wright would have been wise to do that, but she didn't, and she lost. So... It's going to be very interesting to see how things shake out, especially since we've got so many things that are going to be coming out about Donald Trump. We're going to talk about the Select Committee, because that started. 
But you have to think with Donald Trump, he's got a lot of issues hanging over his head. First of all, his company, his organization, the Trump Organization, has been indicted. His CFO has been indicted. And that all but pretty much shuts down his company because nobody wants to work with a corporation or an organization that's been indicted. Nobody wants to lend this clown or this company money. And if they had led money to him, they're going to want it back quickly because they know this company is probably going to fold up and bankrupt. And when you indict an organization, that's exactly essentially what it does. It ultimately bankrupts the company. So there's people out there that say, oh, Donald Trump will never pay the price. Well, he's already paying a price because he's not generating any money with his organization. Everything he's doing is losing, and there's nobody willing him to give to give him money. In fact, there's probably a bunch of them that want to take their money back. We know in the next couple of years he owes $340 million, but they're probably going to want it quicker than that. Because you see, if Donald Trump files bankruptcy, all those people get left holding the bag. So you've got the indictment from the Manhattan District. You've got the Southern District of New York who's working on things, the Attorney General that is working on things. The Manhattan District has these indictments, but we're aware that more indictments are coming. It could very well be uh, his kids. Ultimately, it could be him. All of this makes him far less interesting or attractive to have to back you. And all those people that are counting on that are going to be sadly disappointed. Don't forget about Georgia. Don't forget about Washington, D.C. Don't forget about all the lawsuits. He's got a lot of problems. He's got a lot of things hanging over his head. And as more and more comes to light, he's going to be less attractive to the Republican Party who think he's their Lord and Savior. They should have seen this before this all started. They should have seen it coming. But they're so blinded by the bullshit that they insist on pushing through. And speaking of that, you know, we're looking at the uh, House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th insurrection. Been talking about that quite a bit. Well, it started. And it started quite impressively. The first people to testify at this select committee were the four police officers that were on the ground at the Capitol on January 6th in the middle of the insurrection. They saw it all. They felt it all. They suffered through it all. And the stories that they told, the accounts that they made, and the video that was shown was absolutely horrific. Now, you see, the Republicans don't want people to see that because they're trying to convince people that it never happened. Well, it did happen. And it was proven today that it happened, and the people that were there acknowledged it and showed just how terrified they were and how damaged they are now after the fact. It wasn't an easy thing to watch. It's like seeing people who have come back from war, 
and saw the atrocities of it all. Unfortunately, there weren't quite the atrocities of war, but the whole event was atrocious. Now, here's what's interesting. We'll talk more about the happenings in the select committee. But while that's going on, now the Republicans had every chance to be part of this investigation. They could have had the big bipartisan 9-11 level investigation, but they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to talk about it. They know that it's going to hurt their chances in 2022, so better not to say anything about it. But they should have been smart enough to know that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats aren't going to just let it go. They're going to have an investigation, and that's exactly what they're doing. They offered McCarthy to supply five candidates to be on the committee. Well, Nancy Pelosi had the right to kick out any or all of them. She kicked out two. McCarthy gets pissed, pulls them all back. Nancy puts in Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, Republicans, to make the whole thing bipartisan. Now, whenever we've seen hearings in the past, past four years, you've always got these clowns that are Republicans throwing bombs, trying to confuse, trying to create chaos, and trying to cover what was actually trying to be done. But you know what? That didn't happen today. It was all very somber. It was all very direct. It was all very concise. We saw exactly what was going on. We heard about those terrorizing and the terrorists that were involved in that directly from the police who were doing all they could to protect those people in the Capitol, the congressmen. But while that's going on, and we've got Matt Gates and his band of clowns outside trying to um, talk about the uh, police officers, calling in them crisis actors, and that calling in to question their integrity. Well, that only went on for a little bit because ultimately they got shouted down by protesters who were tearing into Matt Gates about being a pedophile and all those sorts of things. So they wrapped that up early, but that wasn't enough. While this investigation, this hearing was going on, the leaders from the Republican Party were out there giving a press conference. You see, what they're trying to do is they're trying to distract attention. Didn't work. People's eyes were fixed on the hearing inside the Capitol and watching what was going on. They did their best to distract by doing a press conference and saying, you know, the police aren't telling the truth. Nothing really happened. It's all Nancy Pelosi's fault, which I find absolutely hysterical. See, that's what they're trying to do because it's the only thing that they can go to. Well, why didn't Nancy Pelosi um, make the Capitol better guarded? So let me ask you this. You want to blame Nancy Pelosi. You just won the presidential election. They're now in the Capitol ready to certify said election. But Nancy Pelosi somehow wants to drag in a crowd of insurrectionists so they can disrupt this. Why in the world would Nancy Pelosi want to do that? This is how arrogant these people are, and clearly how stupid some people are, because they're trying to sell that as an argument for the insurrection and all the things that happened to it. People are buying that, but it makes 
zero cents. Absolutely zero cents. But they're trying to sell it, mainly because that's all they've got. And they, too, were trying to question the integrity of police officers. Police officers that were risking their lives to save those very people. That is absolutely disgusting. That is unforgivable. But these people are starting to flail now. You see, when Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy decided they didn't want to participate in this because they didn't want anybody to talk about it, they just wanted people to forget about it, they fucked up big because they took away any chance that they could be involved or have any power over this at all. So now the Democrats are involved. They've got a couple of Republicans, so they can call it bipartisan. You can scream all you want that it's partisan, but it's not because there's two Republicans there. You may not like those Republicans, but they are, in fact, Republicans. So shut the fuck up. What was interesting, you saw this hearing today, and there was none of the clown show or the the, the carnival barking or the ranting and raving and turning it into chaos. There was none of it because the clowns weren't there. And this is the absolute worst thing that the Republicans want. As much as they wanted to distract attention by having the press conference, nobody noticed. Nobody cared. You didn't see it on TV much till after the fact. When the hearing was going on, everybody was focused on what was said. And these officers said some amazing things. One of the questions always is, well, these people didn't have weapons. How could it be an insurrection? Well, the police officers pointed out some things. And there was, in fact, weapons. You can't just say that guns are the only weapons. We had people with baseball bats. We had people with flagpoles. We had people with fire extinguishers, bear spray. One of the officers said that he was tased multiple times. A taser is not a weapon? Well, then why do police officers carry it? It is, in fact, a weapon. And what I also found interesting was that a lot of these people, a lot of these insurrectionists, these pieces of shit, were also trying to steal the weapons from the police officers. Now, I often thought, and... uh, Other people have said, why didn't the police officers just pull their guns and start shooting people and hoping they would disperse? Well, the police officer was very thoughtful about this. He said, look, I thought about that, but there was too many people. I knew if I started a firefight, I couldn't win. And if I can't win or I can't hold these people off, I can't protect this capital. I can't protect the people in it. So he made a very thoughtful choice, a choice most of us maybe wouldn't have made because we were in fear for our lives. At that point, most of us would just try to protect our lives, run, shoot, do whatever. But these people stood there for a long time, took abuse, verbal, physical, and they still kept in mind that they wanted to protect that building and protect the people in it some of whom are now calling them liars, the Republicans. One officer um, said he was talking to some insurrectionist. This happens to be a black officer, Officer Dunn. 
And uh, these people were yelling, Donald Trump won. Nobody voted for Joe Biden. And out of frustration, Officer Dunn said, well, I voted for Joe Biden. Doesn't my vote count? And then some lady with a MAGA shirt on yells out, hey, guys, this N-word voted for Biden. That's what she said. And now all the crowd started using the N-word and yelling and screaming at this guy, this cop. Where the fuck did you grow up? Who raised you, animals? Now, there was another officer uh, who was caught in the uh, crowd. Somebody grabbed him and dragged him into the crowd, and one of the people said, Hey, I got one here. And he heard one of the insurrectionists say, Grab his gun and kill him with his own gun. This is somebody claiming to be a patriot. This is someone claiming to back the blue. Again, what kind of fucking animal are these people? Then there was the one guy who was trying to hold back a rush at a door. He was caught in the door, and they were crushing him. Not only trying to crush him, but trying to take off his gas mask, hit him in the face, hit him with uh, pipes or whatever they had. And you could see the video, we've all seen it, where he's in this door screaming in pain as he's seemingly being crushed. Yet the Republicans will tell you, oh, none of that happened. It wasn't a big deal. It was a big party. It was a love fest. People were wonderful. That's what they want to sell you. But we've seen it. See, this has been the whole thing with Donald Trump and the Republicans for four and a half years. Don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you hear. Just believe what I tell you. Now, you would think the average Joe, the average person with average intelligence, would know better. And I think most people do. But there is a faction of people, 30% or so, that are the base that do believe what they're told. Now, either they actually believe it, or they just want to believe it because they'll believe anything that um, moves along their agenda. They don't mind cheating. They don't mind lying as long as they get what they want. And again, we're talking about despicable people if that's what you believe. Because we're not talking about just some scuffle in a bar room. We're talking about an attack on our capital. An attack on democracy. Trying to overthrow this country. Threatening to kill the vice president and the speaker of the house. That's what's going to happen in this committee, in these hearings. You're going to have a lot of things exposed. There's going to be a lot of people they talk to over and above the police. And in fact, the DOJ announced something that we'll talk in the next segment about, which is going to make it even more interesting. These people in this committee are going to talk to everybody involved. It could take months to do it, and that's fine. As long as the public gets to see exactly what happened, see the proof, see the evidence, so there's no question in anybody's mind. Now, the base might still try to argue about it, 
But if everybody's seen it, this is going to have a significant impact on the 2022 election. How are you going to vote for a Republican if they were involved in planning an insurrection on our government? When that proof is shown, will those people, those Republicans that voted for Donald Trump, say, oh, wait a minute, I can't go for that? I think a large faction of the Republican Party will do that. The base, they'll stick with what they're doing because they're clowns, they're idiots, they're fools, they're treasonous, and they're criminals. There's not much we can do with them. But if we can get the normal and reasonable Republicans to see what's happening, then that's going to close everything down for Donald Trump. And like that runoff election that just happened where Donald Trump supported Susan Wright and she lost, you're going to see a lot more of that. You're going to see a lot more Republicans saying, yeah, Don, you know what? I'm good. Stay away. But it'll take some time. You know, we've got a lot of people out there that need instant gratification. What's going to happen? That's another thing I want to talk about in the next segment. So let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and we'll get down to some more concerning this whole select committee. So the select committee hearings have started. We've got the August uh, break. For whatever reason, Congress takes seven weeks starting in August for a break. Now, the uh, chairman of the select committee has said that don't get too comfortable during August because I may call you back for more hearings. And I suspect they will be back and there will be more hearings because there's a lot of things they need to talk to talk about. Now, the question is, who are they going to talk to and what are they going to talk about? Well, I think we all know. But what's going to happen is they're talking to the police, which they did. They're going to talk to intelligence agencies, FBI, CIA, NSA, whoever they're going to talk to, the DOJ anyway. And they're going to find out what they know. Because remember, the FBI is investigating all these insurrectionists. There's a lot of information sitting there where they're going to go to court and press charges against these folks. Now, there have been some people convicted. And I know all the people out there are saying, oh, they didn't get much of a penalty. Well, look, look, they haven't dealt with one criminal that caused any damage or caused any harm to a human. They haven't got to those people yet. The uh, sentences that these people got were fairly light comparatively. Um, So just calm down about that. You're going to see more and more people go to jail for longer periods of time just because the first two didn't get involved too much in the thick of what's going on. They're just ramping this up. So relax, calm down. These people will pay the price. They will be convicted and they will be sentenced significantly. They're going through people now that have have uh, pled out. And when they pled out, they're going to get a lower Uh, sentence. And that's pretty much what's happening. But remember, when they plead out, they've got to give up some information. They don't just give them shorter time and let them plead out unless they've got something of value. They've had to give that value away, and that will be used down the line in future indictments. So just relax about that. But who are they going to talk to in the select committee over however long it takes? They say it could take months. 
talking to police officers, intelligence agencies. They're going to talk to people in Congress. And they're very specifically looking at Congress. Even some of the police officers were asked, what do you want us to do to the committee? And they said, we want you to find out if there were anybody in power that had anything to do with this insurrection, planning, tours, whatever it is. We want you to find that out. And the committee said, we're going to do that. That is the plan. So expect people in Congress to be subpoenaed and expected to come and testify. And that could mean Kevin McCarthy, for that matter, for that reason or for yet another reason. The DOJ came out and they said they will allow all Trump administration officials to testify in this select committee. Why that's significant is because the DOJ could say, yeah, we don't want the administration testifying. There's too much secret stuff and top secret stuff, so we're not going to let them testify. And then they wouldn't testify. But that's not what happened here. The DOJ said, yes, you can testify or question people in the administration who were around the ramping up and the day of the insurrection. That's a number of people. There's a number of people they could talk to, including Kevin McCarthy, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, Ivanka Trump, some of the staff, the butlers and such that work around. And there are many, many other people that they could question in this investigation. Now, that's that's good news. There's going to be no blockage from the DOJ from these people testifying. Now, here's where my frustration starts. And I hate to say it, I'm getting this from people who are my followers, people I like, people that I agree with, and they agree with me much of the time. But I'm one of these people, when you go into something, if you assume you're going to lose, well, you're going to lose. You have to assume the best. You have to work the hardest. And you have to be able to read the situation. People are comparing situations now with situations in the past, and they just aren't comparable. So when I talked about this in TikTok, they would say, oh, they're just going to plead the fifth and they won't do anything. Well, yes, they could plead the fifth. But you need to understand a couple of things. First of all, you need to understand what pleading the fifth means, what the protection there actually is. And when you plead the fifth, that protects you from being a witness against yourself for incriminating yourself. This does not protect you for being a witness against somebody else or incriminating somebody else. So by pleading the fifth, you're suggesting that you may have done something wrong. You may be guilty of a crime, so you need to protect yourself. Okay. If you committed a crime, I would say plead the fifth. Go ahead. But here's the problem. We're seeing Donald Trump, his administration, and the Republican Party for that matter, they're becoming a sinking ship. People are getting indicted. People are going to jail. There's a big mess and a big storm coming toward this whole thing. 
Now, there are people in the administration or people around the administration that may or may not be guilty. But they certainly don't want to go down in flames with the rest of the people, including Donald Trump and the Republican Party. So do they plead the fifth? Does everybody plead the fifth? Well, if they do, they can be held in contempt. And that's a whole different situation. But people are under the wrong assumption that we are still under the perverted rules that we had under Donald Trump. See, when Donald Trump was in office, everybody could bob and weave and hide and divert and distract and waste time and never, ever have to testify. Well, Donald Trump's gone. There are new people in power. And those opportunities aren't there anymore. You're not going to be given the sway that you had once Donald Trump was in office. It's now Joe Biden. It's Merrick Garland in the DOJ. You're not going to be able to slip and slide away. You can plead the fifth, but it would be expected that you were probably guilty of something. Other people will talk. They've had enough. They're scared about their future. They don't know what's going to come. They see the ship sinking. They don't want to go down with it. So what are they going to do? They're going to save themselves, and they're going to talk. So the people that have pled the fifth, if in fact they did commit a crime, the people that are going to talk are probably going to bring them down too. I I can't tell you how frustrating this is for me. I, I just don't understand the mindset. And again, a lot of these people are my friends and people I care about and people I trust and, and people I enjoy interacting with. But it's this constant negative attitude about this whole thing. Oh, Donald Trump will always get away with it. Donald Trump will do this. Nothing will ever happen to him. Well, you've been saying that since Joe Biden took office. See, they'll say to me, well, this has been happening five years. It's not going to happen now. But we know that Donald Trump was protected when he was president. So this process really has only been going on six months. The previous four years don't count because he had this ridiculous immunity that he thought, and he had enough power where he could slide away from it. That power is gone. That presidency is gone. So to compare this today to that is ridiculous. And when people keep trying to shovel that out, it pisses me off. It doesn't piss me off at the individuals that are saying it. I'm just mad about the mindset. Why Why do you have to look at the negative side of things? Why can't you read the situation and understand that we're dealing with different times than we've ever dealt with before? They keep telling us it's a foregone conclusion. The Republicans are going to win the House and Senate in 2022. Yeah, under normal circumstances, that would be the case. These are not normal circumstances. These are circumstances we've never seen before. So to apply past history to this today is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. So there will be people that plead the fifth. But for some reason, people think that is just a get-out-of-jail card for people. I plead the fifth. I don't have to do anything. Are you crazy? 
If you could get out of every entanglement, legally speaking, by pleading the fifth, everybody would plead the fifth, and nobody would be charged and and convicted of anything. So you honestly think that's going to happen to somebody like Ivanka Trump or Mark Meadows? Donald Trump can't do anything for him anymore. So now they have to decide what they're going to do. Are they going to be ride or die with Donald Trump as they see him sinking into the ocean? Or are they going to try to save themselves to have some kind of future? Some of these are younger people. They got 20, 30, 40 years ahead of them. You really want to stick it out with Donald Trump when you know he's going down. To suggest that they are going to do that is absolutely stupid. I love all my followers, but come on. Try to be a little more positive. Try to read the situation. Don't compare apples to oranges because it doesn't work. You've got to be able to understand we are in different times. These people aren't going to slip and slide away. People are going to talk. And once they talk, it's going to change everything. And even if a lot of them don't talk, we've got video. We've got police officers. A lot is going to be exposed. And if you keep telling me that Donald Trump is just going to slip and slide away, nobody will be accountable, you're wrong. You're just flat out wrong. And I'm sorry if I make you feel bad, but I have to say it. I've said when I've done the TikToks and the podcast, I'm just going to say what I believe. I'm not worried if people like me or don't like me. I'm just going to give it to you as I know it, and you can take it for what it's worth. If you decide you don't like me because of what I said, okay, that's fine. I'm going to be true to myself and true to what I understand is the truth, what is real. I'm not just going to pout and say, oh, it never happened to him. Yes, it is going to happen to Donald Trump. Now, he may not go to jail. Because it's a weird precedence to send Donald Trump to jail, a president, former president to jail. It's never happened, and they may feel uncomfortable doing that. But through this whole process, Donald Trump is going to lose his business, lose his money, lose any kind of reputation he had, and lose most of his friends. So even if he's not in jail, he's going to be a broke-ass, poopy-diaper, former billionaire president with nothing to do and nowhere to go. And if that's all he gets, you know what? I'm good with that. I've said that before. This investigation is going to go a long time. And there is going to be a lot exposed. And as more is exposed, there are going to be people who are less apt to lie about it because they've seen the evidence, they've seen the facts, the video, the tapes, It's going to be impossible for them not to talk because they're going to be tied to all that shit. And then people will tell me, oh, they'll just lie. No, they're not. Well, some might, but it would be stupid if they do. There's too much evidence that says certain things. Now, if a witness comes out and lies, well, that's a crime. That's perjury. They can be indicted, tried, and convicted. They can end up in jail for lying to Congress. That's a pretty serious thing. So if you're scared enough to go to Congress and testify, and that's what it's going to take, there's going to be a lot of people scared. They may be scared to testify 
with Congress, but they're probably even more scared to not testify. They get subpoenaed. They decide not to come. They're in contempt of Congress. Again, they can stand trial for that. They can be convicted and punished for that. It's not like it was when Donald Trump was in office. Republicans controlled everything, and everybody just blew everything off. It's not the same right now. It's different. And because it's different, these people have different risks in front of them. You have to get that. You have to understand that. You got to be able to read the situation so you know that, yes, this is possible. All along the way, I've said, okay, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And people have said to me, no, that's not going to happen. Well, then it happens. They indicted his whole Trump organization. They indicted his CFO. They're probably going to hand down some more uh, indictments to his family and other business partners. It's happening. The select committee is meeting, and there are no Republicans to disrupt it, just two Republicans that are looking for the truth. It is happening. All the things you said wouldn't happen are happening. Now, If you have to have this instant gratification, it's time to grow up. Because you're not going to get instant gratification. When you're dealing with the government, things move slowly. When you're dealing with the law and the legal department and the DOJ, it moves slowly. You have to watch it step by step and see how it ends up. It isn't like the uh, stormtroopers grab Donald Trump, cuff him, and throw him in jail. You should know better than that. It doesn't work that way. And if that's the way you need it to feel confident about that, well, I'm sorry. You're not going to get it. And you can continue to cry and whine about how nothing ever happens to Donald Trump. It is happening. Step by step, it is happening. And it will end badly for Donald Trump and all those people that stand by me, by him. Trust me on this. You got to be patient. You got to be methodical. They've got to do this right because if they screw this up, it'll be a big mistake. They don't want Donald Trump and all the people around him to get away, so they have to be methodical. They have to be careful and they have to take their time to do it in order to do it properly. It is a tricky situation trying to indict a former president or people in the administration. So it's clear they're going after him in terms of the select committee and some of the other investigations. They are going after Donald Trump and the people around him. But it's going to take time to get there. We've seen some progress. We've seen some things happen. Acknowledge that. Appreciate that. And be patient and watch what happens. So you can tell me that they're not going to show up or they're going to plead the fifth. I will tell you right now, you're wrong. We are going to get people to testify. We may get people to plead the fifth, but it won't matter because of all the evidence and the people that will talk. It will come crashing down as it always does. And I want you to pay close note to this hearing as it continues. Now, I was pretty young during the uh, Watergate hearing. And the Watergate hearing dealt with far less than what we're dealing with in the select committee. But it was on the news all the time. It was big news all the time. There were bombshells and scandals that came out. People went to jail. People uh, were indicted. And uh, it was a mess. And to this day, 
61 years old. This happened in the 70s. I remember those hearings. I remember how important they were. And I remember seeing these amazing things, these historic things happening during these hearings. What I saw then was history. What you are seeing now with this investigation and these hearings is history. If you're young or if you're old, pay close attention because these are things that will be talked about and remembered for decades to come, long after I'm gone, long after some of you are gone. This is an historic event. Don't just blow it off and go through TikTok for 10 hours. Watch the hearings. You're going to want to see these and you're going to want to remember it. You'll have grandkids and great-grandkids that you can pass this information along. They'll want to know somebody who actually experienced and saw something historic like this. So keep that in mind as these hearings go on. Don't lose track of them. Don't bypass them. This is an important time in our country. This is where our democracy is sitting on the precipice. It could go either way. I'm confident it's going to go the way of justice and we'll be fine. But it needs everybody's attention, everybody's effort, and everybody's speaking out. So watch this closely. Stop whining about people getting away with it because they always do. I went over that. You can believe what you want, but don't tell it to me because you're just going to piss me off. And even if you are my friend, I'm going to say you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. All right, I'm kind of worked up now, so we'll wrap things up, and uh, we'll do this again really soon. Keep watching TikTok. If you have questions, comments, you can always come to me here. You go to anchor.fm, search Rational Boomer, and you can leave a voicemail message, or you can email me at rationalboomer at gmail.com. I really want to hear from you. There may be some people out there that disagree with me on this particular show and you want to yell at me. Feel free. I have no problem with that. I've been married 37 years. Getting yelled at and put in my place is nothing new. (laughs) I've uh, grown a thick skin and I'm happy to hear it. If you're listeners of mine, whether it be in the podcast or on TikTok, you have my respect and my appreciation. You can say things that I don't agree with. You can argue with me. You can debate. I'm not going to be angry or cut you off because of that. Only if you act crazy, spout conspiracy theories, or attack people. Then you're gone. But just because you disagree with me doesn't mean anything. I respect that. I'll listen to that. And if you're good enough to give me the information to show me I'm wrong, I will change my mind. I'm trying to learn every day. There are some things I knew six months ago that I know now aren't true. So I change my mind. I change my perspective. I'm not opposed to doing that. We should all be willing to do that. Just because it's our team or because we believed it one time doesn't mean we have to stick with it if later we find it is wrong. If we can all be a little flexible, we can be better off in the future. So send me a note, leave a voicemail message, and be watching for the next Rational Boomer Podcast. You have a good rest of the week. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. 
don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.